Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the UT Podcast by Developing Lafayette. My name is Ben Powers. I'm your host. And what we like to do with this podcast is we like to invite different business owners, different community influencers in Lafayette Parish that really highlight Lafayette Parish and what we're all about. This is the tea. It's Friday. We do it every Friday that we can as long as there's no pandemic issues, even though there's still a pandemic happening. Um, again, we're keeping our distance, but uh, you can also watch or listen to this uh, podcast on Apple Podcasts, the Spotify, you know, all those good places where you can listen to your podcasts. And today we have Lauren Bercier with uh, Something Bar Blooms. You're the CEO, correct? That's right. Um, if you want to introduce yourself, let everybody know kind of who you are and what it is you do. Okay, so my name's Lauren Bercier. I am the co-founder and CEO of Something Borrowed Blooms. Um, we are the rent and return floral shop. So we're an online-based uh, wedding flower company. We specialize in premium silk flowers that we create wedding flowers with and rent them out to couples for the weekend of the wedding, typically at about 70% less than a traditional florist. So we're saving couples thousands of dollars in their wedding 70% budget. 70% is a lot. It's a lot. Like it, It's a major savings. Um, so we ship all throughout the U.S. and Canada. So we're based here in Lafayette, but we do have a national and international reach. So, so you're in the U.S. and Canada only. So what happens if uh, an inter- international bride, like somebody, let's say in Dubai, wants to order flowers? Are they able to? Or like, are you there yet? We're not there yet. Um, you know, future goals. Yes, we do look forward to being able to go more globally. We have gotten a lot of inquiries from brides in the U.K., Australia, Greece. I mean, we really do have interest in those um, other locations. So we're, you know, looking at forward thinking how we can make a more global um, footprint there. But right now we're focused on the U.S. and Canada and um, some destination weddings for U.S. brides who are getting married in destination locations. We have that um, in the works as well. Okay, okay. Well, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll talk a little bit more uh, about that. But first, um, I kind of want to know, I don't know if I've ever asked you this before, mm-hmm. but... Where were you born and raised? Were you born here and raised here? Or like, where are you from? I'm from Luling, Louisiana. Okay. So um, it's on the West Bank of New Orleans in St. Charles Parish. Um, that's where I was born and raised. And uh, my co-founder is my cousin, Lake and Swan. And she is uh, still lives there. She works there. And um, yeah, so we were Luling, Louisiana. Went to Hanville High School. I moved to Lafayette for college in 2004. And I've been here ever since. So, so. you graduated from UL? Yes, yes. What was your uh, major? Public relations. Public relations, okay. So are you kind of using some of that? Definitely. It's always been something, I think I've just had like a natural, you know, tendency for it. Like I like public communication. I like to be um, like the brand ambassador for the company. That's something I actually really enjoy. And so, yeah, I'm definitely, you know, getting to flex that muscle in this role. Well, yeah, I mean, I I see on Facebook, I don't know, I, I guess... I, I see the sponsored post from Facebook, and I'm not sure why I'm in that demographic. You interacted with it somehow, Yeah, right? somehow. But uh, I see a lot of the videos you do, and sometimes I'm like, you know what? I'm not even remotely interested in getting flowers, but I, I like the company. So I'm like, you know, let me let me listen to what they have. And obviously, this is one of the, the pieces here. Mm-hmm. If you want to talk about what is going on with this... Because uh, I'm pretty sure people that are watching are wondering what this floral arrangement is. Yeah, so I brought with us our newest collection. This is our Gemma collection. We just launched it in March. 
Um, this is an example of our centerpiece. So we have 14 different collections to choose from. Each collection has multiple items that you would need for your wedding day from bouquets, boutonnieres, corsages, aisle markers, you know, everything you need for your bridal party, but also decor items. So this is a centerpiece that we um, just launched. And, um, you know, we use premium silk flowers. We hand select every single stem. We have a team of floral designers who um, create and build out and produce all of our products. So our lead designer, Sophie, um, designed and created this centerpiece. And we are really excited about it. It's really bold and fun and it has a lot of rich, decadent, um, textures, the blackberries and tulips, just some unexpected, really beautiful choices in this collection. So we're excited about launching it. Yeah, it's interesting that there's blackberries yeah. in there. Yeah. Like, so what was the inspiration about putting blackberries? We just thought it gave like a, another color, like the color and the texture, and they're just so lifelike. Like they look so authentic, and we really were inspired by this italian sunset type theme and so we just wanted really like i said like rich ah, and decadent okay. type choices so when you're thinking like if you're sitting like in a villa in tuscany and you have beautiful you know floral arrangements the whole color palette the choices for these florals were really inspired by that thought so um another thing that i i know because i've talked to you before is that you guys whenever you ship out mm -hmm. uh, an arrangement you you add a floral scent yes like is it the same floral scent like how do you what type of, tell me a little <laughs> bit about it yeah so um so the whole experience for our customer has always been very important to us from start to finish from the moment you land on our website through when you receive your flowers and have to send them back we wanted the whole experience to be really top-notch so part of that was um, making sure that when you receive the flowers, that experience is really special and, and um, memorable. And part of that was the scent. You know, florals obviously have such a beautiful scent naturally, so we wanted to incorporate that in our product as well. So we include a floral scented paper on top so that when you open the packaging, you, you know, you open the flowers and you see them and you get that scent that resonates and it's just a really beautiful moment. But we also have the option to not receive them scented because some customers choose it specifically because they have you know an allergy or whatever uh, yeah. so it's part of our checkout process now that you can either select to have them scented or not scented so and i'm pretty sure like you said it's the it's a part of the uh the 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 experience of opening up a box and probably you know getting that yeah. floral scent because you know i'm pretty sure people that are watching that are are new to this are like oh you know it's they're fake flowers you know that's the term that yeah. probably other people would use mm -hmm. or faux um but to get that 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 sense that it smells real mm -hmm. and it looks real. I mean, I'm mm -hmm. I'm like two feet of, not even two feet away, and it, it you know it looks real. And I'd, I'd probably have to get a lot closer to see uh, anything different. Yeah, we get that feedback all the time from brides, always saying that like their bridal party didn't even realize that the flowers <laughs> were like we've had customers who said. I'm so sorry, like my bridesmaids put the flowers in water because they thought they were real. Like that's the kind of feedback we get. Guests never know and when they find out, they're shocked, you know? So brides are really excited to share that because they feel like they're sharing this new concept and they're proud that like they discovered this and um, you know, it's a savvy way to like save in your budget and also be environmentally friendly. So there's just a lot of elements that really resonate with, you know, the modern couple, so. so so obviously we're talking about flowers that you can rent and return. Right. Um, I guess. So what are some of the the 
the things that people have asked about with the whole rent and return thing, like what is the 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 turnaround on taking those flowers that have been returned? Like when do you discard them? Like how often do you, you rotate through them and all that good stuff? So our flowers, um, they go to through quality control after every or before every order ships out. So when, when an order comes back, they go to the revamp shelves where our production team goes through them. If anything needs to be repaired or fixed, um, it's more likely that we'll replace like a single stem that might have gotten damaged or something rather than actually like discarding a whole arrangement. That's yeah. not something we do very often. It's really more like piece by piece, making sure that each product um, overall meets our quality standards. So florals products for us can last a couple of years. Um, so we're really, you know, um, conscious of like reusing and um, making sure that obviously we're able to reuse them for a long time, but also making sure that the quality maintains that high standard. Okay. Well, uh, we could we could talk about this a lot, and we're still going to talk <laughs> about it. But I have a couple of questions yeah. that I want to go through. Um, so, have you always been interested in being a business owner, or you know, anything that as a young girl? from, you know, I don't know. Have you always been interested in it? So I wouldn't say as a, like a young girl that I was interested in business. For, like as a young, like as a, you know, preteen or like that age when I started thinking about my future, my lofty dreams were like to be an actress or to be on camera. Okay. I always liked, you know, to be in the spotlight. I was always in talented drama, um, theater performances. I used to do commercials and I used to be in movies. And like, that was always really exciting to me. So I thought that I wanted to be an actress. Um, I thought I'd move to New York. I ended up moving to LA for a little while, lived there for a few weeks and realized quickly that it was not for me. Like oh, I wow. wanted to come back home. Um, so I've always liked having, you know, the ability to be on camera and to talk about things that are important to me. So I'll, I thought about being a newscaster at one point, you know, all those types of things when I was a kid, but not business specific um, until really I met my husband and he's an entrepreneur and he started different businesses. And I think that's when it kind of hit me like, hey, if you can do this, I can do this, you know, and he's always been really encouraging of that. And so I think he was really the one to like get me to start thinking about starting something new and exciting and different. And then my cousin Lakin and I, um, after we had, you know, we'd gotten married, we both had young kids and we knew we wanted to start a business together. Um, that was for sure. We just weren't exactly sure what kind of business we wanted to start. Her background is in marketing and she was working full time for um, a large um, casino company. And um, so she, you know, started thinking and we started thinking together, brainstorming. Um, and we were really first inspired by Rent the Runway. We thought the concept of being able to rent a really high you know, ticket item, use it and return it and save a lot of money um, was just such a great concept. And we saw like millennials really taking note and really you know, gravitating towards that trend. And so we were looking at ways to apply the same concept to a different market. And that's when we ended up landing here on Renting Wedding Flowers. <laughs> wow. Um, so what is the average price of a wedding's floor arrangement. Like I've, I've I've gotten married, however, I don't know any yeah. of that. Yeah. So what is what can somebody expect if they wanted to buy like a real set of flowers mm -hmm. like a, from a local bo uh, mm -hmm. floral boutique or 
order from you guys, like, yeah. what are the comparisons? Um, so the averages really depend on where you live, like your location. So they vary across the country pretty, pretty significantly. But I would say in Louisiana, the average is anywhere between $2,500 to $3,000 on wedding flowers. Um, whereas an average wedding order with something borrowed blooms is usually about $500. And that'll really get you everything for your bridal party, a lot of decor items. Um, obviously we have, you know, we have a variety of, um, orders as well, uh, you know, size orders as well, because we don't have any minimums or packages. So we have some brides who order a lot of products. We have some brides who order very minimal products. So it really ranges, but on average it's about $500. So compared to you know, three thousand or more. Right. It's a it's a big savings. I mean, three thousand dollars. If you could save a chunk of that, that's, yeah, that's honeymoon money. Exactly. Like, cause you know, honeymoons they get up there. Like my wife and I, we went on a cruise, and I didn't expect the bill after the boat docked. <laughs> I was like, hey, Ooh. that's a different bill that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Um, and we had we had of course wedding money, and uh, you know they had they do the 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 dance where you pin mm-hmm. money and all that's a tradition and. So we had all that, and so that yeah. was good. But um, we get that feedback, though. You know, we've had couples who have said, like, thanks to something borrowed blooms, my fiance and I were able to take the honeymoon of our dreams because of the money we saved by renting our wedding flowers. So when you get that kind of feedback, you know that that's powerful. Yeah. Like people are like, this is really a powerful moment for them. So we use that a lot in marketing, um, just to like show other couples, you know, different ways to look at this and and why this is a really good option for them. What are some of the best uh, what are some of the best feedback you've gotten since starting or having something bar blooms under your belt so we get handwritten notes we get um, you know we have a ton of like online um, reviews and I think the main theme that we hear over and over again which is so important to us is that they brides say all the time this was the best wedding decision that they've made period, the end. In their whole entire wedding process, their best decision was renting their flowers from something borrowed blooms. That is major. Because you make a lot of decisions when you're planning your wedding. Right. You know? So, um, like, that to me is, like, the most rewarding thing. And we like to say it loud and proud because um, we know that other brides who are making those decisions like to hear from other real brides. So we um, we use that a lot. Yeah, word of mouth is definitely <laughs> going to be the the selling point because if somebody has a good experience with you guys and they tell somebody else, I mean that's that's where it's at. Exactly. Um, one of my questions, kind of going off of that, is in the wedding industry, mm-hmm. um, there 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 could be a lot of potential avenues for lawsuits to happen. Wedding. I, I, you know, specifically for photographers, mm-hmm. if they get the wrong shot or if they don't get the shot that mattered, mm-hmm. you know, they could, they could get sued. Hmm. So yeah, I don't know if you knew that, but it's I mean, yeah. like, it's a one-time shot. Yeah. Like you, you don't, there's no do over. It's like, Oh, can you do the kiss over again? Yeah. Like you don't. So how are you guys prepared or is there any reason why somebody would file a lawsuit over this? Like what would be something that would come up, if anything. Okay, so I think there's a few things to take into account here. First is that customer service always has been like top priority for us. We're always doing what's right for the customer. 
it's her wedding day. We want to make sure, obviously, she is happy with everything we've provided. Um, secondly, our logistics and the way that we ship and the way that they're scheduled to be delivered gives us a time frame that allows us to, you know, resolve any issues that could come up with transit or whatever. So flowers are now scheduled to be delivered at least three days prior to the event date. So if you're getting married on Saturday, the flowers will be delivered by Wednesday. That's good. If there's a delay, okay, we'll get there a Thursday. If there's a major issue with transit, which we work very closely with FedEx, we monitor every single wedding order. If there's a major delay, we can overnight another set of florals directly to you, get it there on time. So we, we just guarantee that like product will be there and it will be ready to go for your wedding day. We would even go as far as like jumping on a plane and like, you know, flying to New Mexico if I had to, if there was some reason why. Delivering the flowers in person. I really would. Um, So that's just something that like, um, something that we would never, you know, let um, fail. We would always make sure that we're there for the customer and make sure that her day is um, perfect and that we're doing everything we can to make it just right for her. That's awesome. We have a couple of comments. Uh, okay. Lauren Walker Fitz says, oh, yeah. "Hey Lauren, hey." Hey Lauren. Uh, Edie Coupion hey, says, e. "Hey Lauren, love her <laughs> arrangements, so beautiful and realistic." Oh, thanks. And then Joan Boudreau, such a great service idea. Thank you. Um, so I'll watch those comments uh, as we go on. Cool. So um, we we've, we've already covered some of your uh, lofty dreams of, uh, as a young adult. You know, <laughs> wanted to be an aspiring actor, and yeah. you said you you've been in movies and yeah. commercials before like yeah. anything anything that's notable not really like is it like sci-fi things yeah. or like yeah <laughs> nothing i'd want to promote here oh uh, yeah. no 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 worries um so so we kind of talked about the idea of something bar blooms and how it came about um but what are some of the the challenges that you guys have had to overcome like there's had to have been things that have kind of molded how you do business Mm -hmm. in the future like what are some of the things that you've come across that have been challenges so i think from the very beginning our original our biggest challenge and still is is changing the mindset of the consumer in a very traditional market right so we're going into the wedding industry there's not much you know a more traditional industry than weddings it's very traditional you know you have a set you know it's ingrained in your mind from birth. When Even music is almost yeah, the same in every wedding. Right. So to have to change the mindset of the consumer and it's very traditional space has been a challenge, but I think it's also what has allowed us to grow and scale so much. It's been our differentiator. I think that if we would, you know, going into a market like this, if we would have followed the traditional market, we wouldn't be, you know, serving over 500 weddings a month. We wouldn't be expanding and scaling at the rate we are because we've, you know, taken on this, this new concept. Um, while it's challenging to get people to understand it and then, you know, convert and actually like make a purchase, it's also what allows us to really grow. So we've really leveraged real bride photos to showcase our product on the wedding day. And that has been what has helped us the most to get the word out, to get the consumer to feel comfortable with the idea. You know, they can see other real brides on their wedding day using our flowers, that it looks beautiful. Um, So really social media and all the imagery we're able to share because of that has really, you know, helped us through that challenge. And then another thing really has just been um, as we've grown, you know, we, we started very slowly. Every day it was like one step in front, you know, take another step, take another step. 
And um, when we first started, you know, our goal was to do 12 weddings a month. I'm like, if we can do 12 weddings a month, this would be great. We'd have a right. business, you Just know. Just 12, yeah. Yeah, that really was the goal. And um, so when we started, it was a very manual process. You know, you had to submit a form and then we'd email you back to confirm the order. And then we would have to, you know, print the shipping labels. And it was all very manual. As we started growing and re- and saw the potential for growth and scale, um, we had to start working towards automating our operations, our website, our backend, all those things, which is a challenge. It takes time, it takes money, it takes resources, and really it takes you know patience from like your team to be on board to say like okay, we'll work through this manually as long as we need to until we can get to this point where we're more automated, which we're finally getting there, but it's taken, you know, years for us to get to this point. So that's been another, you know, kind of tactical challenge that we've had to deal with and just working through it. So when did something, something borrowed blooms start? Like what's the, uh, inception date? Um, October of 2015 is when we actually launched our first website and, you know, I built the website and I am not a web developer. <laughs> if you ask our web developer, you'd probably laugh. Um, and so we launched the website in October 2015. Our first wedding was booked that December, December of 2015. Oh, that's pretty good to have a sale within a couple months. Yeah. And look, but that was like hustling. That was like me talking to everybody I knew who was getting married. Like, hey, are you getting married? I have this idea. Would you, like, would you be interested in this? And it really was like somebody here locally that, you know, friend of a friend and um, she liked the idea and I was so thankful when she said yes and then from there we were just able to get it going so so it's it's, it's an amazing story and I'm, I'm, so the, if whoever is watching if you're listening the, you guys have been getting a decent amount of for lack of better words press yeah so uh, a few months back um, you were all over the internet with FedEx. Yes. How did you guys become, I don't want to say the face of FedEx. <laughs> you're, not, I don't, you're not the face, but your face was everywhere on FedEx's marketing. So how did that happen? Okay, so um, our FedEx sales rep, Lisa, told us about this FedEx small business grant competition. And she really encouraged us to apply. I hadn't heard of it actually. And um, so she was like, Lauren, you guys really need to apply for this. I think you have a really good shot. So we're like, okay. You know, so we like got together applications, sent it in within a week and went through that process and ended up placing third. We got a bronze place, um, you know, um, award from the FedEx Small Business Grant Competition, which was amazing. We were so thrilled to be recognized. I think, oh, I shouldn't even say because I don't know. Like tens of thousands of companies applied for the, competition and we were one of the final, one of the winners. So that was like a huge, huge, um, deal for us. But then through that process, we started like, you know, getting introduced to different FedEx members and FedEx decided to feature something borrowed blooms for all their FedEx office marketing campaign over the next two years. So we actually are in every single FedEx location all throughout the U S if you go to the store, you'll see a picture of us, our flowers, it says something borrowed blooms, Lafayette, Louisiana, and it's in all 2,000 plus locations throughout the U.S. Um, they're also using the the uh, the assets on their homepage on their website. Um, people have forwarded me emails that they were received with our company's photos oh, on wow. them. So it's been really amazing, um, you know, to to be recognized in such a national global way. I mean, to pay for that kind of advertising 
we could never do. Yeah, it would take so, an enormous budget. Yeah, even. I mean, I was walking through the streets of New York and saw my face on buildings the whole time I was That's there. That's gonna be weird. It was insane. You know, you're from Lafayette. Yeah. You go to New York. I mean, besides having uh, visited New York, I'm sure, and wanted to work there. Mm-hmm. Your face is there. Yes. That's, that's kind I mean, of weird on thing. the side of the Empire State Building, I'm walking by the Empire State Building, and there I am. And I'm like, oh my God. My husband was with me. We were both like, what? So then we're taking pictures in front of the Yeah, building. yeah. I saw some <laughs> of the pictures. I'm like, dude, that is so amazing. And, yeah. you know, for FedEx yeah. to have, you know, put your face on yeah. your company, it, yeah, like you said, you can't pay for that. No, they have been really hugely supportive of our small business, other small businesses. They've had a conference where the other small business winners got together. Um, they really, you know, take our feedback. Um, they answer our questions. They've been really, really um, helpful in growing our business. And then they've actually really been instrumental in us viewing our company to go more globally. They're saying, okay, how can we get you to these markets? How can we get you to the UK? How can we get you, you know, so they've really taken um, an interest in that as well. So something we definitely appreciate and that we're continuing yeah. to explore with them. Uh, we have a couple of other comments or at least one for sure. I think one of them, your husband, but he just tagged somebody, uh, oh. <laughs> uh, Kelly Martin. Oh. Uh, She's but, FedEx, that's why he Oh, yeah. okay. So uh, Tina Thornton, uh, oh, uh -huh. said, great company, service, and leaders in our community. Thanks, Tina. Uh, She's been helping me with our PPP application. Oh, gosh. Yeah. That thing. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, so let's let's talk a little bit about what is, what is needed to happen to get you guys international. What is that barrier? Well, there's a lot of different factors, and it really depends on the country that you're entering or trying to enter. Right now, like I said, we ship to Canada. Um, which we've been doing successfully for over a year. Um, and there's just different, like, it depends on the relationship with the U.S. It depends on customs. It depends on, like, a lot of different factors. Language barrier. When there, where there is language barrier, it's more difficult because if the package does get misplaced, we would, our staff would have a hard time, you know, communicating mm, with wherever God, it ends up. Right. So um, there's a lot of, you know, logistical things that we'd have to consider once we start expanding. Um, but we're thinking about things like multiple distribution points, um, where other facilities would be strategically located so that we could reach a broader audience. Um, so it's just things that we have to, you know, look at very strategically. Um, but it really depends on customs and the relationship with the U.S. and how the, you know, shipping and logistics and okay. lots of different factors, taxes, duties, all those things. Gosh, all those yeah. barriers. Yeah. Um, so if you could pick one or two countries that you would like to service, I don't know if that's how it works. I'm just mm -hmm. kind of had a question in my mind. If you could pick a couple of different countries that you would go into, mm -hmm. which countries do you think you would have the the best success or best chance of success mm -hmm. there? I really think the United Kingdom, like England, maybe Ireland, those kind of kinds of countries. And the reason is because what we're, you know, the if you look, study those markets and you study those um, wedding tendencies, they're a lot more practical. They're not overly extravagant they're not um ones to like you know go into debt on their wedding day they're really looking for practical solutions and because of that i think our product would be a perfect fit right. so for those reasons i think the uk would be a really logical next step for us okay 
Um, so, so there's obviously a, a global thing happening at this point. And I, I think you know where I'm about to go. <laughs> so there's this pandemic. Yes. Uh, we mentioned it kind of in the beginning. So how are you guys adapting to the pandemic and, and the restrictions that are uh, that are upon us and mm-hmm. all this good stuff? Like, what are you guys doing to kind of stay in business in yeah. this time? So first I have to say like, you know, I'm so thankful for the team that we have. We are a staff of 17 women um, here in Lafayette and everybody has really rallied and, you know, have had to sacrifice and um, we've had to cut hours. We've had to move staff to make sure that we're not like, you know, um, having too many people in the building at a certain time. So everybody's really adjusted and everybody's really working hard to make sure that we can still um, operate and ship out flowers as needed, which we still are. We're shipping out flowers daily. Um, but then from a customer point of view, again, we're just really focused on customer service and what's best for each customer. With that in mind, we're being um, completely flexible and as accommodating as possible. We are heartbroken for all of our customers who have had to make the decision or have been forced to postpone their wedding. Yeah. I know that like, you know, there's so much time and effort and planning that goes into that day and you're looking forward to it so much. And to have it just like completely like not an option is just like ugh, you know so sad for so many couples right so what we're doing is we are um rescheduling to any future date without any restrictions on that date you choose and with no change order fees um so we've currently rescheduled over a thousand weddings i've lost count i really wow. don't know how many it's at this point um, with no questions asked, um, it doesn't matter, you know, what month you were originally scheduled, where you're located. If you, you know, contact us and you need to reschedule, no problem. What date? We're even going as far as like we'll just um, reschedule the order till 2021. If you don't have a new date confirmed, a lot of people are like, I have to postpone, but I don't know when it's going to be yet. And we just say no problem. We'll just leave it open for a year. Once you make that decision, let us know and we'll reschedule it for you. Um, so we're doing that. And then we also actually have noticed there are couples who have decided, you know, to, to stick with that original date. So maybe they're not having the large, you know, wedding ceremony that they originally planned, but maybe they're having something really intimate. Maybe it's a backyard wedding. Maybe it's something really small and they're sticking with that original date, but maybe, you know, their original local florist is currently closed or, you know, flowers in general, are actually really hard to, to import right now. So we're also taking last minute wedding orders. We're shipping out flowers every day. If you need a flower, you know, bouquet shipped today, call us and we'll get it out for you same day. So we also wanna make sure that we're there for those couples who are in a crunch and, and need florals for their special day. Um, maybe it wasn't what they originally had mine, but we're here for them and can, and can get those delivered to them um, right away. Well, what's also good about you guys and especially with this whole pandemic is the the financial strain that people are experiencing so i'm pretty sure those who have had weddings planned you know it's they're having to figure out finances Mm -hmm. now Mm because of this you know people are out of work and all Mm -hmm. that good stuff you guys are the affordable Mm -hmm. option Mm -hmm. for whenever they do decide to to get back going yeah i mean like you said 500 bucks you have your 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 wedding plans yes exactly i know um we yeah we definitely expect coming out of this that um we'll be uniquely positioned to really you know make an even a, a larger um 
you know, push in the wedding, in the wedding floral industry um, to capture even more of the market because you're right. I think people are going to be looking for ways to save. And so we're trying to be at the forefront of that, like to make sure that when couples are starting to plan again, they're ready to start making the decisions again, looking for ways to, you know, to allocate their budget differently or save money here and there that we're top of mind, you know, and, and their choice is immediately thinking of something bar blooms and the option to rent their flowers. Man. Um, that's, that's, it's, it's an awesome story to, 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 to really talk about. And one of the other things that you mentioned just a second ago, you are a staff of 17, 17 women. Mm -hmm. So how important is it? And and I don't know if this is a thing that you've even thought about. And I'm just going to put it out there is being a women owned business Mm -hmm. and women centric. Like, is that something that was kind of designed intentionally Mm -hmm. or has it just happened because of the nature of the industry? I think it's just been a natural progression nature of the industry. Um, We have had, we do work with men. We've had men, we've had a a male floral designer at one point. Um, Our tech staff has always been male, but our core team has always been female, mostly female, um, which has been, you know, really great. I'm proud of the the um, environment, the work environment that we have. Our um, core values are just all really aligned. And it's really nice to work with a team of women and we all respect each other and get along. And um, I think that everybody's really proud of what we're doing and everybody, you know, gets excited when they hear the feedback from brides who are so thankful. Um, so it's been really great to like have this team, which originally started off with just me and Lakin and my sister, you know, really small. Right. And then it's constantly grown and evolved. And um, it's something that we all really appreciate a lot. So so to kind of continue uh, talking about the business and how it got started, obviously you said it started small, mm-hmm. um, but by no means do you want to stay small as right. far as scale goes. Mm-hmm. Like, have you as a business... Mm-hmm. Um, taken on investors mm-hmm. or like have you know what are the some of the kind of like give me the 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 shark tank view of something bar blooms like have you ever thought about going to the shark tank like or mm-hmm. have you been in it per, per se locally you know what are yeah. some of the things that you've guys done with investments if any okay so i think it was um 2018 when we when it was finally apparent to us that we really could make something big out of this. And I think we've had the realization that like, okay, we're on to something, we're growing you know, consistently month over month. Um, and that is when we first decided to start taking, like looking for outside investors so that we'd have the capital to continue to scale. Um, and we did that. So at the beginning of 2019 is when we had our first, like our, I'd say our angel round or seed round okay. of investors come in um, and allow, you know, we raised money and that funded us really um, mostly our, our our tech improvements. Like I mentioned earlier, all of our automation, all like we have this custom platform that has um, allowed our business to scale. And you have not built this one. No, I did (laughs) not build this one. Not at all. Um, so that is really what, you know, that focus was, but yeah, um, our, I guess, you know, so our goal really right now we're doing pre COVID we're about, um, we're serving over 500 weddings a month. Our short-term goal is to get to 2,000 weddings a month, which would capture about 1% of the wedding market in the U.S. Um, But beyond that, I I really think that our company could become like, you know, um, 
almost like the David's bridal of the wedding industry for wedding flowers. And I don't mean that in like the experience necessarily that you get with David's bridal, but the fact that like David's bridal owns about 25% of the wedding dress. It's a well-known name. Yeah. yeah. And I really think that our company has the same, um, opportunity, right? So we can, we can serve thousands of weddings a month and there's no reason why, um, we, we couldn't be that, you know? So we're really looking at scaling to that point, getting to the 10% of the wedding market, 20% of the wedding market, um, at US, Canada, and then beyond as well. So that's really a big, you know, long-term kind of vision for the company. And the name, Something Borrowed Blooms, like the name is a great name. Like how did the name come about? Like I've always been curious, like I know it has something to do with, um, you know, the the wedding tradition of something blue. Something borrowed, something blue. Yeah. So is that is that just, was that just like a thought that just kind of happened? Or did you go to like a random name generator on the internet? Like what happened? No. So, okay. We first, this is funny because we, we still honestly kind of like, is the name going to stay? Are we going to change the name? Or we're still like kind of like in this mode of like, is it too long? Something borrowed blooms. It's kind of a mouthful. Um, but so originally it was borrowed blooms. And then I was like talking it over with some friends and a friend of mine was like, what about something borrowed blooms? It sounds more a wedding. And I really liked that it sounded more bridal. And so that's kind of how we went with something borrowed blooms. But then after about a couple years in business, we, we shortened like our Instagram tag to SB blooms. So we use that a lot. Um, so yeah, something borrowed blooms. I, you know, originally it was just like the the wedding, and you it said what it is. You're borrowing the blooms. It's for your wedding day. Um, so that's how we ended up here. So you you mentioned potentially changing the name. Is that still an option, or do you want to keep it? Like that. Like that's such a good. I think it's such a good name. It, Thank it you. Is, it is a mouthful. It is. Um, but it says exactly what I know it is there's a lot to take into account there's like trademark issues that we need to consider that, which we actually are you know working towards some things there so there's just a lot of things floating around that eh, we'll see yeah, yeah yeah um and how did you come about choosing silk flowers like I know there's other versions but um was it just the quality yeah, so, um, yeah, I mean, obviously we needed to use some, like, the silk flowers was really a result of the nature of the business, the rent and return. Obviously, we needed something with a long shelf life that um, would, the quality would uphold, could be shipped, and wouldn't have any issues with that. Um, but the qu the quality was a big thing for me. When Lakin first came, you know, with the idea, I immediately thought of, like, craft store flowers like local craft store low quality silk flowers and i was like ah i don't know about this i i can't get behind <laughs> it but once we started researching more and we found these vendors with these really beautiful high quality you know and, and expensive like each each individual stem um is you know comes at a pretty high cost because of the quality of the flowers we real that's when I realized like okay if we can do something that like looks really amazing the quality is really beautiful and the customer isn't sacrificing by renting her flowers she's still getting a really beautiful <clears throat> on trend um, wedding flowers um, then that's when it really made sense to me so yeah I mean we hand select every single stem we go to multiple markets and we shop from different wholesalers um, and we put our hands on every single flower before we choose it for each collection. So we're very, um, you know, thoughtful and specific on those. 
I can tell. Yeah. Um, I guess my my last question, because we're at about 40 minutes here, and I want to kind of start to kind of bring it down, but um, you are a Lafayette-based business mm-hmm. currently. Mm-hmm. Are there any plans at all to take the business out of Lafayette, or do you plan to keep it in Lafayette, keep it local as far as the headquarters go, or, or would there even be a reason to go to a different location? Um, right now, no, there are no plans for that. Um, I'm proud and happy that we're based here in Lafayette. Um, I think that, you know, the beauty of our, of our business is that we've, we've been able to have such a national and international reach, even though we're, you know, based here in Lafayette. Um, people have asked about, reached out to us about franchising and like, you know, they were interested okay. in open a franchising here and there, but there really is no reason. We can reach every single customer no matter where they're located. Um, so it doesn't make sense for us, you know, to do like a franchise model. Now we have considered, we're, we've talked about like, what would it look like if we had multiple distribution centers? If we had a distribution center in Memphis, we'd be able to reach over 80% of our customers within one to two days, where right now, um, one to two day shipments only make up about 40% of our customers. Oh, wow. So like those types of logistical things, there are reasons why if we had, you know, multiple distribution centers, then we could, you know, overturn product more quickly. We could get more utilization out of each product because it would go back and forth quicker um, but we're just we're not there yet but it is something that you know we think about and we look at for the future um, as we grow and scale how would that look and what would the benefit be if we did have you know other distribution centers so so at what point how many sales per month would you need to be to get to have a distribution center in Memphis? Like, what would that look like? Oh, good question. Um, I don't know, honestly. I think we could handle, like, our, our you know, immediate goal of, of 2,000 weddings per month. Um, I think we could still handle from here in Lafayette. We probably need, a, we would need a larger um, warehouse than where we're currently located, or we'd need to add on or something. But, um I think beyond that is when we'd have to start looking at, okay, other, you know, other markets, other distribution centers, um, because then the volume just gets so large that you would need, um, you know, you would need that many touch points to really be able to optimize all the product that we've had to invest in and to make sure that we can get to customers quickly. And um, I think that beyond that point is when we'd have to start looking at that. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, look, We've talked a lot about something Borough Blooms, and I think I covered just about everything that I had questions about. And I know there's a whole internet ver- worths of uh, questions, I'm sure. There's even a question that uh, it looks like your husband <laughs> asked. So I'll go- I wasn't going to bring up the question because I didn't know who-, who asked, but it's your husband. So uh. Uh, <laughs> he goes, is she currently looking for investors? <laughs> Yes, actually, we are. We are. Um, we are currently looking for investors. Yeah, we're we're looking to scale even more than we already have, and we really think that there's a big opportunity for us on the other side of COVID. Um, it was there before, but it's even more. Um, I think immediately, like the time timeliness of it is more um, immediate. So yeah, we are. We're looking for investors as we speak. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Lauren, it was it was a great 
uh, chat about the company, and um, I'm pretty sure anybody listening, uh, whether you be uh, a female, male, or what have you, the case <laughs> may be, um, weddings are now um, universal in all aspects. So uh, if you're interested, um, go ahead and tell them where they can um, go, what website, or yeah. how they get started. Okay, great. Yeah, so our website is somethingborrowedblooms.com. Um, so definitely check out our website there. You can email us at info at sbblooms.com. My email is lauren at sbblooms.com. We have a Facebook page, Something Borrowed Blooms. On Instagram, we're at sbblooms. Um, we also have a presence on The Knot, on Wedding Wire, um, uh, Pinterest, YouTube, you know, everywhere you go. If you search for Something Borrowed Blooms, what about TikTok? We're not there yet. I'm not that cool. We're not there yet. Look, let me tell you. I got on TikTok during the the pandemic, and uh -oh. it's it's something else. It's like sucks you in. It sucks you in, and I'm like, do do what am I even doing on Instagram? Like this is the new Instagram. But anyway, oh, um, I know. But to to navigate that as a business, yeah, it's different. I know. Um, it's fun for entertainment. It's fun to to watch comedy and uh, people dancing and lip syncing. Right. But it's a different animal. So, but as as we see with the the nature of business. Um, MySpace was a thing. It's no longer a thing. Facebook, it's still holding its ground, but it's becoming so universal that the coolness factor mm -hmm. of it is lessened. So I now know. Instagram is kind of the cool place, but it's owned by Facebook. So right. the association. Mm -hmm. So now there's a shift to TikTok. Mm -hmm. What's going to happen after TikTok? We never yeah. know. It's always a changing thing. So that's why um, we have you know social media team, like yeah, young, yeah. cooler, hipper girls that can like help us navigate all that. So I'll talk to Abby and Kelly and all those on our staff and see if they think TikTok something we should start. But you could go so. viral pretty quick on TikTok. Yeah. That's what I've that's what I've noticed. <laughs> well, Lauren, it was great talking with you, and I hope to see something more blooms. Uh, even more so in my feed than ever. Thank you. Um, and I look forward to seeing the, the growth. I, I hope that we can come back and maybe a year or two from now and talk about the tens of thousands right. of orders per month Yep. internationally Yep. and see where you are from there. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. Thank you. You have a good one. Thanks. All right, guys. And remember, you can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, iHeartRadio, all those all those beautiful places and um, yeah check us out there if you don't feel like watching a, an, a 45 minute video you can listen to it in your car while you're driving whenever you do start driving uh, from the pandemic just drive uh, around right now right just start driving around uh, anyway thank you for listening in and Lauren again uh, it was a pleasure yep, thank you For information on sponsoring the Tea Podcast by Developing Lafayette, go to our website at developinglafayette.com and click Advertise.